Hello and welcome to another episode of the Choose Strong podcast. I am with your favorite host in the world, Sally McRae. <laughs> and we are about to dive in. But first, before, th- before that, we want to give a huge bear hug to those that are braving the elements out there running, training, and the weather is not great. Big bear hug, virtual bear hug from Eddie and Sally to you right now. Yeah, we're, I know right here in Southern California, we've had over a hundred mudslides um, just in the, the past few days. There have been people in the Choose Strong community that are checking in on us, asking if we're okay and, and how we're doing, and uh, which is so kind. We, we are getting a lot of rain more than we're used to, gnarly winds. Um, but thankfully, like where we are in Huntington Beach, we're we're more in a in a safe zone, so um, we're okay. But our friends Hillary and Billy Yang, they are in LA and they're getting alerts right and left um, because they are right by the LA Hills right there, yeah. um, like Topanga Canyon and stuff, where a lot of mudslides are happening and people are even told to evacuate. So, um, but we know. A lot of the country is also under snow. Yeah. And we have been seeing people post and tag the Choose Strong podcast Instagram. Also in our Choose Strong community on Facebook, people are posting these pictures of their faces. Yeah. After running in the snow. And it's icicles on the hat, on the eyelashes and eyebrows. I'm just... Wow. (laughs) Way to brave the elements. For those of you that are running outside today... Uh, Eddie and I have been talking about that all week because I've been getting out and running in the rain. In fact, if you are watching this from uh, the YouTube right now, you see that I'm in a robe. I was going to ask you about your fit. (laughs) 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 You're going to ask you about that. Just the the comfy robe. I'm in a robe. My hair is wet. Uh, Straight from the shower. Straight from the shower. From a run. From a run. I put on a thermal and this robe, Isaiah got this for me at Huntington Surf and Sports. Really cozy. Um, It's like a blanket. I love it. But we don't got any time for me to like blow dry my hair and get ready for a podcast. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope, nope. And so... um, I was like, I don't even care. I'm. I. This is what's so great about having the podcast studio in our home. It's true. I, I was able to come right from the bedroom in my robe and just and look at this. You made me a cup of coffee. Yeah. The, it's still raining outside. I'm. I'm actually quite cozy. Um. But you know, we're also keeping it real because today we're doing something really exciting in a few hours. Well, I have a doctor appointment. That isn't that exciting, is not but. Fun, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what we're going to be doing. We are heading over to a local uh, restaurant called Sessions here in Huntington Beach. There's a couple of them, but there's one in Huntington. And uh, we linked up with them. And you are going to be uh, working with their chef to uh, come up with an endurance sandwich. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. So, so this is a new local sponsor. Yeah. And um, the owner... Mike. Mike is also an ultra runner. And he lived here in Huntington Beach... Um, for a long time and and yep. has opened up four cafes. It's they got great breakfast burritos, coffee, all that stuff. Um, the one that we like to go to is just like a mile or so from our house. Yeah. It's right off of PCH and um, the pier right there on Main Street. And it was so cool when he reached out and we found out he's an ultra runner and he loves the outdoors and the mountains. He now lives in Utah, but he's going to be coming back. He wants to create this cool endurance sandwich, but really at the heart of what he's doing 
um, is why I'm most excited. And uh, we had a really um, very, very sad tragedy happen about, was it like eight years ago? Yeah, eight. Um, we had a lifeguard who was saving someone and he ended up drowning. So the lifeguard drowned and that was um, Mike's, friend. Mike's friend. And so Mike is raising money for his charity and um, which directly affects um, that lifeguard's family, right? Yep. Yeah. And um, or I'm or does it is it like a grant thing? I can't really remember what his what the charity like helps out, but like it was his his buddy's charity. Yeah. So anyway, he will be running um, a 100 mile race. Yes. In Utah, I believe April. You know, I think it's, is it the, is it the Moab 100? No, it's not Moab. Um, Red Rocks? I can't remember now. Shoot. Um, It's a hundred mile race. And so I'm really excited just to meet him face to face, um, to get into a kitchen and create an endurance sandwich. Yeah. Um, It's going to be pretty straightforward. I have some ideas of what I would make, um, I would make for that. Because in my mind, it's okay, what would I want to put in my pack if I were, you know, all day out in the mountains, or if I was coming in to do an aid station, um, you know, it's it's pretty pretty straightforward. Usually, what I want, it's not going to be like lettuce and tomatoes and onions and <laughs> <No>. <laughs> extra roast beef or anything like that. But I'll probably do something with like peanut butter and bananas and maybe a little cinnamon, maybe a little honey. I don't know. Oof, that sounds good. Yeah, so that'll be really fun. So we're doing that later today. Um, I also have to go to the sports recovery lab. Um, workouts have been increasing, and so today is a long. A nice solid day. So, are you trying to justify why you're wearing a robe? What are we doing? <laughs> why are we talking about your, your schedule? So I'm just be wearing my robe all day long. <laughs> no, I wanted to make sure we got this podcast done, and I thought, okay, I can take an extra 20 minutes to get ready, or I'm just going to walk right into my robe, hey, and we're just going to get the work done. I'm good with that look. I think we should maybe next time I'll throw on a robe. I don't yeah. even own one. Why not? I mean, that's but the reward if you one. watch it on YouTube. You get to see what the fit is. And today we're keeping it real with some wet hair. And um, wet hair don't care. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about the merch update today. If you're listening, is no tomorrow is the last day for the flash sale that has been pretty cool. February seventh. Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow we uh, are closing that up, but uh, that's been pretty cool. The the lion do the work. Um, yeah. That's my favorite design. Um, we are always working on new designs. Yesterday we met with our um, designer who who did our logo, which we haven't really rolled out yet. Um, we have a McRae logo that we'll be um, rolling out. We're really in love with it. So then we said, hey, we want to design some really cool shirts. So um, those will probably be rolling out later on in the spring. And um, But before that, I want to make sure we got the line design out. That's my absolute favorite yeah that's really um, cool yeah so you can check out on our site right now we also put up um some windbreaker jackets mm-hmm. some do the work windbreaker jackets those just have text on them we have lanyard stickers um we even have baby onesies and youth shirts mm. so stuff will always be coming going throughout the year so if you are curious about what is on the site um know that that the stuff you know, it could stand there for like a couple months, but um, we're always going to be changing out designs and, and different type of merchandise. So we are, um, we're working on mugs, um, three different hats. We're also working on bracelets. Um, 
bandanas and yeah, like some really cool stuff. So yeah. I'm I'm excited. Our goal is just to get um, a good message out there. Mm -hmm. I think that was really the heart of us, like kicking off the store in the first place was we love that it's a reminder. It's a conversation starter. It's an encourager. Um, if you wear these things to races, um, you know, and, and people see that they see the choose strong, they see the do the work, they see don't quit, keep going, all that stuff. It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of sometimes just the, those couple words that we need to hear, but also just in our everyday lives, I think, Anytime we can put out a good word, yeah. um, you know, we need that. We need a lot of that. So that's really what this is. As always, with everything that Eddie and I um, sell, a percentage of it goes to orphans and those in need. So we want to thank you in advance um, for anything that you purchase, whether it's the app, um, my book, or the merch. Um, know that a portion of, of the proceeds do go, go to orphans. So very cool. Yeah. Yep. So all right. Let's talk about February because we have some some the big, love month. Yeah, February the love is months. about love. We have some <laughs> some big strong love giveaways mm -hmm. coming up. Some Valentine's love for the, yeah, for the community. Uh, yes, Eddie and I were thinking about. I love Valentine's Day. Um, I think I already bought the kids Valentine presents like at the beginning of January. Um, I just love it. I it's I don't think you know Valentine's Day necessarily has to be about whether or not you have a sweetheart, but just um, I've always liked to use it just to remind people that they're loved. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes um, in the past, I, I like to do handwritten cards to friends and, you know, sometimes I'll shove in coffee gift cards and, um, and then just pour on that love for, for our kiddos too. So I'm planning a big breakfast. Um, and there then go. Eddie and I, we decided to do a Valentine's uh, day as a family. And we're going to be going to um, LA Yep. and we're going to see Oz. Is no. that what it's called? Is it Oz? <laughs> well, it's Wizard of Oz, but it's it's the Wiz. The Wiz. The yeah. Wiz. Yes. We're gonna go see the Wiz. Um, we yeah, hear I'm it's pretty great. Excited about that. So yeah, and and all of us love theater, so we're really excited about that. So yeah, we love yeah. Valentine's Day, and we thought, why not spread the why love not? with the community? Yep. And so we are calling this the Strong Love Giveaway, and we have four different categories that Eddie's oh. gonna break down for us right now. It's a lot of you love. You don't even know how much love we are about to give right now. Yeah, and it's very easy to enter, um, but we have a lot of love to give away. So The first thing that we're gonna give away, we have two 50K Mammoth Trail Fest entries. Mammoth Trail Fest by Tim Tollefson, our buddy is uh, going on September 20th to the 22nd, mm -hmm. and we are giving away 250K entries. Yeah, I'm just gonna pause there because Tim Tolson is a very dear friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, he was on the OG Nike Trail team. We were both signed, yep. I think, the same year. And um, if you know Tim Tolson, uh, he's likely brought some joy into your life, whether through an interview, um, through an article, or um, if you've ever met him face to face, he's got a massive heart. But when Tim started to sprout this idea of doing the Mammoth Trail Fest, I was like, whatever I can do to help promote this, because Tim is one of the hardest working guys that I mm -hmm. know. And he represents all the goodness that is 
really at the root of what trail running is about. It's about yeah. community. It's about giving back, which I know um, the Trail Fest does. It's about gathering people together in friendship and encouragement. And Tim just embodies all of that. Yeah. Last year, I had the pleasure of being able to go. Um, I know we gave away entries last year too. Tim threw, threw a microphone at me and said, go uh, commentate the race, um, which turned into like one of the fun, funnest experiences of 2023. It was fun to watch and hear you too. <laughs> I have to share like it was so embarrassing because I didn't realize I was at the top of the mountain. It was wicked wind at like over 11,000 feet. We were we were really high up and I did not think that um, that people could hear me very well. So Mm. I'm like yelling and hooping and hollering and little did I know they were live streaming that down into the village into the mammoth um village square where yeah into the square where everyone was watching on a live camera and my good buddy Billy Yang texts me a picture of it and I was mortified absolutely mortified I was like I don't even think you guys could hear me let alone have it be like you know delivered down to everyone but anyway um that was my first time ever uh, you know, doing a little bit of uh, sports casting and, and I loved it. So I will be there again um, this year. I wouldn't miss it. I'll tell you what, you guys, even if you don't race, it's a really fun event for the family. They have a kid's race. They do stuff every single day. I think it's it's literally like from Thursday to Sunday. There's something going on. They have a movie night. Um, there are opportunities to go and meet different brands that have booths and you can look at their gear. There's really good food and coffee. And what I found is that people just had a great time hanging out. I felt like only 50% of the people that I interacted with actually race. Like people mm. are like, we just love this event. The community part. Yeah, it is. Cool. In a way, it was kind of like, uh, it reminded me of the OG days of the UTMB over in Chamonix. It's like everyone gathers in the valley of these mountains and you just get to see old friends and yeah. hang out. And um, I think that's what Tim is is creating. We got that that California version and really in, in beautiful uh, mountains here in the Eastern Sierra. So whether you win entries or not, if you can get yourself there, it is worth it. It's a great way to close out um, a hard racing season and just gather the family together for for a fun weekend. So, Tim, we love you. We are um, in full support of you and this event, and we're super excited to be able to give away um, some entries. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, second thing we're giving away now is Bear Performance Nutrition. We're going to give two lucky people the Sally stack. So what yeah. Sally uses and trains <laughs> with, we are going to send that out to you. It's a pretty solid stack. <laughs> solid stack, yes. So yeah. two lucky people, you're mm-hmm. getting some BPN goodies. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Bear Performance Nutrition, it is more than just um, endurance fuel. I'm obsessed with their oat bars. That will definitely be in the stack. That's the go, I've, I've talked go about bars? them so much. Yeah, yeah, the go bars. You're going to get some go gels. Um so, literally the best tasting protein powder I've ever used, um, which I'm so grateful for that I I don't even need to. Add, sometimes you need to, you need to add a banana into protein powder because you're yeah, like yeah. this. It takes the edge off. This doesn't. I add some berries, some milk, protein powder. It's d- delicious, smooth. Yep, it's um, good. all their products are tested, so that's another thing. It's high quality ingredients, but mm-hmm. you're talking a multivitamin. They got it. They strong omegas, strong joints. I mean, there's there's peak sleep in there, recovery powders, electrolytes. Um, these Sally Stack package is going to be amazing. So we're going to give away two of those. Two of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be giving away ten more yellow yep. chew strong hats yes. so 
the January winners should be or they should be getting their hats mm-hmm. any day now. And uh, we're starting to we'll probably start to see some of them tag and uh, we'll we'll, show, we'll share those with everybody. But yeah, we're gonna give away ten more of those. Um, those are always a big a big hit. And the last thing we're gonna be giving away is two people are going to be getting the do the work package. Now, Sally, what does that entail? That's going to be a lion t-shirt or crop. Okay. And um, the winners, we will reach out to you. You'll tell us your size and then you'll tell us what you want. So you'll either get the the lion do the work t-shirt or the lion do the work muscle tee, which is my personal favorite. Um, You're also going to get a lanyard, the sticker pack, um, and then... We're we're thinking about adding a surprise, um, Ooh. A, a little surprise into that package too. Oh, so yeah? something very unique. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Yeah, you're getting excited about that. I don't even know what that is. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. So strong love giveaway, Eddie. Tell everyone how they. Um, I was going to ask you how they win because I was like thinking I was like. How are they going to, because we've done a lot of cool things already. So yeah. what's, what's the, should we just have them mm-hmm. comment, tag? Uh, some... Well, we, we would love, we're, we're trying to continue to build this community. So yeah. all you have to do is. Keep it simple. What do we, what do we got to do? Follow us on Instagram. Easy. Choose Strong Podcast. And you're going to tag two friends Easy. in the comments. So um, tag two friends in the comments and follow the, um, that podcast account. If you already follow the podcast account, great. The, there is a specific post um, that's. We'll make sure it's titled really big on that post. It'll it'll say the giveaway post. So just when you go on our Instagram account, um, from the time by the time we release this, it'll it'll be on there. Yeah. And it'll say giveaway post, and that is the post that you'll like, and that is the post that you will tag your two friends on there and that's your entry pretty easy. so it's really easy pretty um, easy. really easy so we didn't want to do any complicated stuff i know for our, our yellow hat giveaway um we're so appreciative of everyone that yeah. um did the reviews and the ratings yes. which we we still really do appreciate yep. but for this one all you got to do is follow the account choose strong podcast and then you're gonna like and tag your friends on the giveaway post yes all right so before you you're so good at this and i think we kind of touched on it as we started but do you want to just stop and say hello to those that are listening out there yeah maybe they're not training right now maybe they're not running you know we got people like you said in the car what what else we got you know what what you know what's really cool is this week, I had like four people reach out to me and say, hey, I, I've been listening to you on my commute on the subway. Nice. Um, hey, I, I listen to you every night when I'm folding the clothes and doing the dishes. Okay. Um, someone else um, wrote in and said, you know, I I try to save two to three episodes. I, I save them up yeah. so that I can listen to them on my long run yep. and the drive there and the drive back. So it's just full full morning with us, <laughs> which I thought, man, that that is super cool. That is cool. That um, is cool. But I do need to highlight that there were, I'd say four or five people that I'm not going to give handles or, or who these people are, names or anything, but just said they're going through a really hard time right now. Mm. And 
when they turn on the podcast, they said, I genuinely feel like I just have friends to listen to. Yeah, and it's it's cool. really helped me because I laugh and I just feel like you're right here with me. And mm -hmm. I know you brought home some fan mail um, the other day and I actually had to stop reading it because I was crying so much yeah. um, with these letters and then which then sparked a conversation between us. And I said, this is like my dream always was to use this podcast to reach out to people and let them know that they're loved, that they're seen, that they matter, that what they do matters, their yeah. lives matter. And yep. I, it's, it's interesting from the time I was a little girl, I was very well aware. And I don't know if this is maybe because I lost so many people at a young age, but you, you start to understand that there are a few things in life that never, you never grow old of hearing and that we will always need to hear. And one of them is that you're loved. I'm like a genuine, I love you. Yep. Um, to to know that, to feel that, it it can change your life. Yep. But also that our unique specific life actually does matter. And that what we're doing matters. And I know that when my mom was here, she was so good at pointing out the specific things that I was doing mm -hmm. at that time. So even if it was like, hey, I you know, I know you got that C on your chemistry test, but I, I saw how hard you worked in studying for it. I know that you tried your best and like, that's okay that you got a C. Like, I'm so proud of your effort. And it's like, why is something so simple like that? Yeah. Like, not, not necessarily like just life-changing, but it just is uplifting mm -hmm. in that moment. And it gives you that encouragement and that confidence and, and just really lifts your spirits. And so, you know, when we started this podcast, I was very clear about the fact that I just don't want it to be another running news and running topic mm -hmm. podcast. How can we use this to reach people all over the world to remind them that what they do in this moment. So if you are folding those clothes right now, if you are washing dishes, if you're sitting in traffic coming home from work, um, or you are grinding out mile four right now um, listening to us, I want you to know and I hope that you believe that you matter and that everything you do matters. Yep. You know, I was thinking about this house I've, I've shared with, with Eddie multiple times during this week, how overwhelmed I have been with the move because as a mom, and I'm sure some moms can relate to this when you have kids and in a family, you kind of get almost like like nesting anxiety when everything is out of place and it's boxing and bags and trashes and your trashes and it's trash everywhere. And you're trying to organize linen closets and make sure that the dishes go in the right places. And you think about the flow of your family and like how things should be organized. And, but then you're also trying to make it, um, to feel like home that mm -hmm. it's it's warm and it's welcoming and it, it has your your fingerprint on it and and that is what you know with each move I I always try to do and and I just feel like um I've had these moments especially with the kids because I there's a lot of stuff that we that we do that no one sees you know, like I'll, I'll spend like, you know, two hours organizing the linen closet, yeah. you know, trying to, you know, laying the paper, wiping down the shelves, you know, organizing the, where the bath towels go and where the hand towels go and where the washcloths go and, and, you know, pillowcases and sheets and all of this. And I, I think about how that work is always overlooked, mm. you know, and I'm not saying this in a negative with a, a, a negative tone at all. It's just 
so often a lot of the work that we do, it feels mundane, it, it exhausts us, it's long, but it really does matter. It really does matter. There will come a day when our kids are grown and they have families of their own. They'll look back and be like, dang, mom, <laughs> that was a lot of work yeah, to yeah. run a house. Like, like, I don't think I appreciated it enough, you know, everything that you did to organize and make things beautiful and to make it easy for us to find where the towels are. And, you know, that's just a small little example. But I know sometimes as parents that, you know, the work that you do when your kids go to bed in order to make the next day smoother, mm-hmm. easier, um, more peaceful in the home. That matters. Yeah. And that isn't stuff that you feel like is maybe noteworthy to post on Instagram or to share with anyone or to ever brag about at a cocktail party. But um, getting back to my original point there is, you know, your life and your breath, the day that you wait, you know, every day that you get to wake up, there's there's a purpose for you to be there. And even if it is in the small, yep. mundane things that you do day in and day out, it, it matters in, in the greater picture. And so, yep. um, yeah, I love to give that special shout out to people that, you know, you're not getting the workout in, but you decided to share it with us. And just to remind you that that we see you and we're living that life right there with you. Yeah. I got a message uh, today uh, from someone, actually from Pablo. Uh, he reminded- Is it Pablo Runner? Uh No. Okay. It's different, Pablo. All right. Uh, where he he said, "Well, we've we've completely missed the demographic of who's listening to our podcast." And he says, "Hey, Eddie, I am up here in an airplane, listening no way. to the podcast. Oh my so, gosh! If you were on an airplane right now, you were traveling, you were going to your work trip, or you are going on vacation, wherever you might be going, and you're listening to us in the airplane." Dude, shout out to you. What Love is up? That. You deserve an extra bag of pretzels. Uh, <laughs> extra bag of pretzels. <laughs> Eddie, what is your favorite thing to ask for as far as a beverage goes when you're on an airplane? Lately, it's just been uh, like the, you know, sparkling water. Same. Yeah. I've just the been, aha. Yep. The aha sparkling water. And I'll go, I'll, I'll take the can, but then I'll get the ice with it and pour it in. Right. Make it last a little longer, you know. It's a good little treat. <laughs> good little treat. And for me. do you accept or do you pass on the snack? So lately, <laughs> I've been passing on the snack. I don't know. I just haven't been feeling it, so I have been passing on the snack. Yeah. What is the snack typically? It's like usually it's been like yeah, like you said, a pretzel mm-hmm. or a biscotti like cracker, right? Right. Or uh, those Biscoff cookies. I'm obsessed Sorry, with those. Sorry, that's, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> I love those. Yes, that. <laughs> I always take them and hand them over to this you. This is true. I get double Biscoff cookies double, when Eddie is seated next Biscoff to me. Double Biscoff cookies. <laughs> and I am sitting there famished wishing I had something else. No, I, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyways, shout out to those that are on the airplane listening to the Choose Strong podcast. All right, let's move on, Sal, to uh, some Choose Strong podcast love. Some people that have been giving us some love, uh, whether it's Apple or Spotify, YouTube. Uh, I'd love to just read a couple of these. And uh, not sure if you've heard these, but I want to I want to share them. The first one's from DD9800 from Apple. Uh, she says, Sally and Eddie, knock it out of the park with these podcasts. This is such an easy listen, and the time just flies by. 
It's just like sitting down and having a great conversation with friends that you've known forever. Conversations can be fun and lighthearted or deep and profound, just like real life. So much more than running, although that's there too. Highly recommend It's the Only Podcast that I've ever listened to consistently. Thank you, Didi. Thank you, Didi. Very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Appreciate that. Some some choose strong podcast love. The second one I'm going to read is also from Apple, and this is from Peaceful Powerful Project. And the title of this one is Fuel for the Mind, Body, and the Soul. Having run my first ultra distance this past year, very slow and not so steady, I was looking to find some insight and inspiration. When I discovered the Choose Strong podcast, I got that and so much more. I am moved to tears at least once an episode, and I feel like Sally is speaking directly to me. It's also such a fun podcast full of light and laughter, especially the episodes with Sally and Eddie. This is a must listen for runners and for people out there with big goals. Thank you. Mm, Very thoughtful. Very, very nice. Thank you. Peaceful, powerful project. All right. The last one is from YouTube. Abby Faith 048 said, listening to episode 45 and 46 got me through my long run today. It was my longest run in years and the most elevation gain that I've ever done. I ran it by myself, but I felt like Sally and Eddie were next to me the whole time. Thanks for keeping me entertained and encouraged. Dude, congrats on the longest run in years, Abby. It's impressive. Very, very, very well done. Like it. All right. So those are the Choose Strong Podcast love. And now I thought it'd be fun, as we've been doing, to highlight some Two strong listeners, and Sally loves to talk about having a strong body, strong mind, and strong love. And so we're going to highlight a couple of the strong bodies and a strong mind. Uh, so the first one is from. I'm actually I'm not going to share this person's name because this is an email, so I want to kind of keep that one um, kind of quiet. But uh, I thought the email was definitely uh, an example of strong body. So. Said in September, um, September 26th last year, I saw a photo of myself and I decided maybe I could try something different. And I had zero idea that I was in a deep depression. So at that point, I decided I was going to go to the gym and get buff. Yeah. I immediately hurt myself and I was looking around on YouTube and I found a short of you, Sally, doing some of your exercises for running. I have never been a runner. I am a morbidly obese man. Well, I started following you on YouTube and you changed my concept of what is possible. October 1st, I bought some shoes and I went on a jog. I threw up at 200 yards in. I was 300 pounds. Today, I went on an easy four mile run with a wonderful woman that is also um, inspired by you and Hella. And we talked about you. I'm at 240 pounds now. I just signed up for my first half marathon. I don't know how to thank you for changing 43 years of how I think. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and made me cry and I'm tearing up again. Yeah. Because it's so, so beautiful and just incredible. I, that is very, very strong. Um, That takes a lot of strength. Yep to do that. And I think that, um, for everyone listening, it's so important 
to understand that wherever you are, like in, in your health or your fitness journey, that you first take that first step with grace and patience, knowing that this one life that you have is so precious mm. and there is there isn't a timeline in which you need to achieve change it's little bits every day yep. it's making those little tiny efforts and then one day like this guy i mean he's already lost 60 pounds is yep. that what, that's incredible yep and 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 having the the courage and the confidence to sign up for a race yeah um I mean, that part where he said he was 200 yards in and he threw up. Yeah. That, that's hard. It would be so easy to just be like, you know what? This isn't for me. This right. doesn't feel yeah. good. And and he pushed through that mm-hmm. and put himself in an uncomfortable situation and look at where he is now. I mean, I'm just so inspired. Yeah, pretty like inspiring that. for so sure. really appreciate him hmm. sharing that story. And I know a lot of people listening will be encouraged by it. So very impactful. Yep. Yeah, I love how he threw up at 200 yards, and then he said today he went on a four-mile run that was, like, easy. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Amazing. And then signed up for his first half. Let's go. Let's go. Pretty, pretty cool. All right, so that's definitely strong body. And I, you know what? Strong mind, too. That's uh, It's tough to just get out there and, and make it happen, but um, I love it. That's awesome. Strong mind for uh, this next one, too. This is from uh, Annika from Instagram. She said, I just want to thank you for giving me such a purpose and drive and training. I've loved to run small distances for a long time, but I am primarily a climber. I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole of ultra documentaries a couple years ago and forwarded them to my mom, who's a total inspiration to me. At almost 60, she crushes marathons across the world. And we decided to sign up together to run a 50 miler in July, Burning River. And although I think it is totally within reason for her, I have never run more than 10 miles when I signed up. Six months into training, I'm running mileages healthily. I wasn't sure I'd ever be able to do. Your messages have played a key part. So much of this is pushing back the thoughts of I'm not a runner. So thank you so much for helping me uh, to fall in love with the sport and being so incredibly motivational as I continue to train. The podcast makes me feel like I'm a connected. Uh, I am connected to a larger community of people chasing scary big things. Much gratitude from Ohio. That is amazing, and she's running a fifty mile race with her mom. Fifty mile race with mom. Yep. Oh, that is incredible. I I would love to do that with our kids. Right? Can you imagine? That, that, how cool! What an amazing adventure and. I love that. I love that she shared that story. And and I agree with her at the end. This is a whole community of people that are doing some really cool things. And I love the stories that they are sharing. And I mean, we see this on the Choose Strong community page all the time. It's just so awesome to see people encouraging and inspiring each other. So thank you for writing that. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful too. Going from never running 10 miles to sign up for a 50 miler and just going for it. And big shout out to the Choose Strong community she's uh, feeling a part of and encouraged by. So that was cool too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last one, strong body. This one is very simple to the point. This is from Miles Over Mind on Instagram. Said this past week, she showed a picture of herself. First ever 10 mile run. Oh yeah, I remember Let's seeing go. that one. I actually, re- I, That's I awesome. was able to respond to that one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. dude, it was her first double digits. That's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's huge. I, I think all of us listening can remember that. Like when you move 
you know, you do that eight or nine mile run and then you, that first time you do 10 miles. Yeah, it's big. Oh, it, it's so, um, it's so like confidence boosting too. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm only a couple miles, a few miles away from the half marathon. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's like you enter a whole new world and, and your mindset kind of changes because you're like, wait a minute. I can do 10, I can definitely do 13. Yeah. I can do 13, I can definitely do 16. And um, which brings me up to you, Eddie. I know we're going to dive into this here in just a second, but um, you ran the Surf City half marathon and then later on that day went and ran some more. So, um, yeah, my coach is mean. Your coach is so mean. So mean, making me run <laughs> after a half marathon. Come well, on. huge congrats on the double digit yeah, run that's the huge. first time. That is so well exciting. Done. Pausing here for a quick message from Inside Tracker. The path to better health isn't rocket science, it's health science. For something as valuable as your health, there's no reason to leave anything to chance. So whether you want to improve your heart health, cognition, metabolism, sleep, stress levels, or overall health span, Inside Tracker reveals the exact areas of your health that need improvement through comprehensive blood testing. DNA analysis, sleep and fitness tracker data, and your current daily habits. Inside Tracker's scientists have shifted through the research so that you don't have to. So stop playing guessing games. When it comes to your health and longevity, you can save 20% on all of Inside Tracker tests with the code SALLY at checkout. I just want to, um, kind of pivot now and and dive into your race, Eddie. We talked about on the podcast last week about the obstacles and challenges that you have had in building up to the LA Marathon, which is now um, six weeks away, I believe. Is that right? I think so, am yeah. I, am I saying it right? It's like 39 days or something like that, or yep. no? Yeah, Probably you're right. less than that. I will check again. I okay. didn't check in a while. Why don't, while, why don't so you give a check? I know you have it on your Last countdown. time I did, I checked, and it was 40-something yeah. 40 days exactly okay today. 40 days yeah. okay so um yeah so we are we're looking like six six weeks away and the surf city half marathon is something that you have done every year this is like just an annual race yeah and we were going to use this as more of just a training run uh-huh. and just check in with yourself it's a, it was a great time for you to practice some nutrition um me and the kids just historically have loved to go out there and cheer you on and so i'm going to break this down because what we shared with people last week was um you are actively choosing to train in some discomfort mm-hmm. now um, I have to be very clear again, like this is not a um, like a, a broken bone type injury thing where you are further hurting yourself. It's just you can choose to train or, or not, but nothing's going to change. Yeah. Um, we have seen a little bit improvement yep. with the back and the nerve. So we know yes. you haven't gotten worse. And so I think you have then chosen, okay, I'm just going to keep pushing forward then. Yep. Um, Let's go ahead and just talk about race day, what your expectations were going into that. We knew that, um, we'll just start off with the weather. There was a big chance that it was going to be raining the entire day. And if, um, for those of you listening, the Surf City Marathon is right here in our neighborhood. Um, It runs along the Pacific Coast in Southern California in Huntington Beach, um, Surf City, USA. And it is historically a sold out race. It's it's best known for the half marathon distance. Um, The marathon distance is typically only two two to 3,000 people. That starts at 6.30 in the morning. 
morning. Then the half marathon gets up to 15,000 people. It starts at 745. And then they also do a one mile race, a 5K, and I believe a 10K. No. Okay, no 10K. Beach mile on the Beach sand. And then they the do sand. like a 5K. And yeah. then a 5K. So the half marathon is the most popular. Yeah. And so we knew, okay, you're, you're probably going to have some rain. So um, we decided I'm, I'm going to drive you to the finish line. I'm going to drop you right off. Um, you're going to do your best to stay dry until that gun goes off. And, and um, yeah, what was your race day expectations? And then we'll kind of go through what you did um, before the race. Yeah. So like expectations for like yeah, what how your long? goals, like okay. what were you thinking in your mind as to what you were going to do and how you're going to feel out there? Yeah. So I guess leading up to it, I think I mentioned this on the last one, but leading up to that day, I honestly did not have one good run. Well, like where I felt good. I, I just never, ever, I was felt heavy sluggish and just never felt like, all right, that felt good um, leading up to it. So that was kind of in, mentally kind of tough to to wrap my head around. So uh, the way you wanted me to run it, you said the first six miles, you're just going to kind of, you know, lock into a kind of a warm up type, um, easy pace. And then for miles uh, seven and eight, pick it up a little bit. And then uh, the last five miles, try to run it at a pace where you would love to run your marathon at. Yeah. Right. That was the, that was the training plan for me going into it. Um, and so like, but I, I also told you, and you will be running later in the day. As yeah, well. yeah. Yes. You're right. <laughs> but so that, that was kind of the mindset going in. So I'm like, okay, so knowing where I was going into it, where I was pretty slow, for me, um, after running a, a couple, you know, a bunch of half marathons, I kind of know um, how I felt going into some of these and where I would probably land in terms of my pace and stuff. So, um, but leading up to it, I was running, you know, nine thirty pace and then nine twenties, you know, and not even feeling good, right? And so, uh, so for me, I was thinking in my head, okay, if I can maybe run the first six miles at nine fifteen ish pace. Um, and then miles seven and eight, try to hit like nine minutes. And then if I have what, however I'm feeling, if I have something left, try to go under nine, the last five. Okay. Uh, so mentally that was what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my expectation mm -hmm. going into it. So, yeah. So we started off the morning, um, I tried to document a little bit. If you follow the Choose Strong podcast Instagram on the stories, yes, um, Eddie in his full humor and lightheartedness gave us a little <laughs> rundown of his nutrition, the fact that he had zero tips for you, <laughs> and that he was going to be wearing the race shirt um, for have, to yeah, stay warm in the beginning. Tips. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. But um, you start off the morning and you had you you got up, you had a cup of coffee, you had a banana. Um, I had yeah, so I had. A a coffee in the morning and when i got up i had a one english muffin with some peanut butter mm -hmm. and then uh that's all i ate at home mm -hmm. and then when i got to the race i had half a banana mm -hmm. and while i was kind of warming up stretching um and then i had one go gel mm -hmm. um the bpn go the BPN, gel apple cinnamon go gel now originally eddie was like oh maybe i'll use the aid station to fuel the rest but i did see that he was going to wear a, a, a fuel belt yeah and so i thought you know what 
shoving in three or four more gels is going to be your best bet because yeah. you might not like, I think goo is, is their sponsor out mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, and then you never know how watered down the electrolytes are going to be right. or the carb drink. Right. Like you just kind of got to take what you get. And I feel like you can get away with the aid station, like only depending on the aid stations in half marathons, like pretty well. Yeah. But I, I want you to just be in marathon mindset. Yeah. Like, what will you do on marathon day? And let's get used to that. So um, the strategy that I encourage you to do was, yeah, eat the banana. So you left my car after I dropped you off. You ate half that banana. Yep. And then, and for listeners, is a nice little strategy. About 15 minutes before that gun goes off, down a gel. Yep, I did that. And then have a little, some, few sips of water. But what you're doing right there is you're just kind of topping off those glucose stores. You're you're giving yourself the best chance at being ahead of calories. And you're doing it when you feel the best. You're mm. doing it when your stomach is at its best. Um, and then the goal was instead of giving time, so sometimes this can be a little overwhelming if you don't use the alarm on your watch, which mm -hmm. you've never done that before. And so no. I said, all right, I want you to either choose um, miles two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, kind of thing, or um, or we're gonna do mile three, mile six, mile nine, mile eleven. I want you to do something like that, where when you see that marker, so you either do evens or odds. You see that marker, you go, oh, I need to eat. Yeah. And so you went with. So I had a gel at three, six, and nine. Yeah, yeah. three, six, nine. Okay. So I didn't do the twelve. I was I had an extra one, but you, I just was. That's because you were dialed in. I was by like, that I'm time. ready to finish. Yeah, <laughs> you done. were dialed in. Well, well, you definitely surprised yourself. You surprised us. So after I dropped you off, I went back to the house and I made a cup of coffee, got the kids up. Kids are always so excited to cheer you on. Um, mile, what was it? I think, was that around mile four when you first passed like our neighborhood? Yeah, four. So around like mile four, Eddie is, um, he's, he's we're, we're, that's usually every year where we, we try to watch is around yeah. mile four. And thankfully, Eddie's running with his phone so I can track him on Live 360. I can see exactly where he is on yeah. the course. And I'm getting the kids up, I'm chatting with them and I look down at my phone and I'm like, dude, He's like way closer than I thought. Like, like I was planning like maybe ten more minutes that yeah, I yeah. that I would have. So I, I tell the kids I was like, "You guys are gonna be right back. Like, hurry up, get your shoes on, get your bikes. I'm I'm going." And I start hauling down the street like I'm sprinting, like run, running, and yes, oh. running so fast. And I'm looking at Life 360. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna run into each other." I have like, I think I'm gonna make it. I'm thinking to make it, and I missed you. Like uh, I just okay. missed you. I want to say I missed you probably be like by 20 seconds. Okay. I was so bummed. And you were wearing the yellow chew strong hat. hat. But so was um, my best friend, Carrie Prince. Oh, yeah. And so was Jason Humes. Yep. And I didn't know that I missed you. Because sometimes Life 360 can be off just a little bit. And yeah. I knew with so many people around and all those cell phones and everything, I was like, uh, it could be off just a tiny a bit. Spotty. yeah. So I'm like running down. I don't realize that I had missed you yet. I thought I was still waiting for you. And I see a yellow choose strong hat. And I'm like, there he is. I even have like a video of it. I'm holding it up <laughs> filming. And I see it's Carrie and her son, Gavin. And I'm like, no. I mean, I was so happy to see them. Um, and we high-fived. And I was able to cheer for them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I can't believe I, mess, I missed Eddie. But thankfully, that section is where you do a lollipop. 
Yeah, a little loop. So you do this little tiny loop, and then you're going to come right back. I knew you were going to pass me again. Well, Isaiah had your electric bike. Yeah. Mackenzie was on her bike, and when she rides her bike, she rides like she's on an electric bike. Yeah. And she was hauling up that hill to catch you, and she couldn't even catch you. Oh, really? She How couldn't funny. believe it. She's like, Mom, I can't believe I missed him. I thought for sure I would get him. Oh, I didn't know she went up there. Yeah, she went all the way up there to, to try and find you. So she came back down. Isaiah came back down. So all three of us were able to see you as you descended, and that was the story that I put up on the um, on the Too Strong yeah. podcast Instagram story. But the thing is, when I saw you coming down the hill Mm -hmm. and then you passed us, I was like, wow, he looks really strong. His running gait looks good. You didn't look like you were in any discomfort. You look just really like light and fresh. And that what you were already halfway in at that point. Yeah, you were about five ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get oh yeah, yeah. I was like five. Yeah. Um so yeah, you had you still had uh eight Point one yeah. miles left, but you you looked really good. You waved at us and continued on, mm-hmm. and then the kids chased you down that street. Yeah, down um, PCH. Yeah, down down PCH to to see you again. I went back. I hopped in my car. I think the kids did see you, right? Did you see them? Yeah, I saw at them. that intersection. Yeah, I saw so they saw you, and then we got back in the car, and I I told the kids, I like, all right, we're gonna drive and try and get as close to the finish line as we can. I knew that it was only it was going to be hit or miss if I was going to be able to see you because, you know, there was like 20,000 runners. Yeah. And the whole town was packed. Yep. There was no parking anywhere. So I dumped the kids off and I was like, please just get video of them. Cheer for them super loud. I drove around for a long time. It took me a long time. And I ended parking. up missing you by five minutes or something like that. I missed your finish. But yeah. I'm going to pause there because I want... Um, I want to kind of never forgive you for missing that. Oh, finish. whatever. <laughs> you and I both know we would much rather see our kids because we're around each other so much. I mean, uh, to see our kids out there yeah, that was cool. is really cool. And Isaiah cheering for you so loud was just yeah, the cutest cool. thing ever. Um, but I want to go back to that mile five and on and yeah. kind of just take us through what your mindset was because I'm really surprised at how you're race turned out yeah i wasn't expecting that and i'm Me not either. like in a negative way like i don't think you're capable of that i know what you're capable of um but there's a few things that are really important that i think the listeners can take away for themselves mm-hmm. um when they're in a spot like you're in yeah and um so much of it has to do with mindset yeah yeah, I think for me, for this one, like I said, I was like going to aim for like 9.15-ish uh, for the first six miles or so. But when I started, um, when I went out, it was like, you know, you, you always kind of start a little faster than, than you want at these races, right? Because everyone's just got all the energy. And so I started out at like, I think it was like 8.45-ish um, for the first mile or two. And I always, I don't ever like run right before, you know, instead of warming up, I'll stretch a little bit and I'll use the first few miles to warm up. So I didn't run before. And so I'm always in these half marathons for me, I always can tell kind of how my, my ending is going to be. If, if nothing happens, like I can kind of gate, like have a good gauge after like mile three, like how I'm feeling. Um, and so when I went like 8.45 out-ish, like, you know, for the first few miles, I, I remember hitting mile three and I, I grabbed that gel and had the gel and I was like, I looked down my watch, I'm like, oh, I went a lot faster than I thought. And then 
30 seconds faster each mile than I thought uh, or that I wanted to, but I felt good. I was like, oh, but I'm feeling pretty good. So I guess I can just keep kind of going at this pace and see what happens. And, um, and then when I got to mile six, I took another gel and I was still kind of cruising uh, a little faster than that pace actually. And um, so instead of using seven and eight to like go a little faster, I just said, you know, I'm going to try to keep because I'm already going a lot faster than I thought. So I'm just going to try to keep seven and eight, you know, similar to what, where I'm at and see how I feel at eight. And yeah, I mean, obviously I had the, the, you know, the, your kind of normal stuff where your legs aren't feeling great because, you know, you're eight miles in at that point and, you know, you didn't train like a ton, but, um, so I was feeling a little bit like on my knees and my hip and stuff, but, um, you know, glanced down at the watch and I was like, I'm still like, you know, going a lot faster than I wanted to. And I didn't feel like I was really like hurting. Um, and so I used like the next few miles to kind of push it a little bit, which I did. And then, um, took that last gel at nine. And then once I hit 10, I said, okay, I got three more miles left. Uh, and I'm feeling okay. Like besides some, you know, knee and, and hip thing, but I knew that was just kind of part of the part of the territory. So I said, you know, I'm gonna try to push now, maybe go close to eight minute pace, you know, and, um, but and you were in the sevens and I, and I was you able dropped to drop do down into the sevens yeah, for those I, last few miles. It was incredible. Which I was very, you know, surprising because, um, well like the I, way back, can you talk a little bit about the conditions? I don't think that, that you've mentioned that at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we didn't get rain, but you did at the get the turn of mile eight. Then the last five miles is kind of a straight shot back to, uh, where we started well, all, it's a climb. Down, all down, yeah, all down that same road. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a little bit of climb, but there was some headwind as soon as you turn, like you can mm -hmm. feel it as soon as you turn. I was like, Oh, great. So, um, you know, but those but, were your fastest miles, but those were, yeah. So you ran into how, the wind but... uphill and dropped into a sub eight. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? I, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. It was definitely the mind for sure. Right. Because I knew, uh, I, I wasn't feeling back stuff, which is great. Um, I, I, you know, it wasn't ever like an issue during the race. It's definitely achy the past two days, you know, but, uh, but at that moment, yeah, it just was one of those things where like, oh, I feel pretty good. I'm, you know, I'm just going to mentally tell myself I got to push into this wind. I'm going to push it uphill and I'm just going to just try to get as much as I can out of these next few miles out of my body. And, um, thankfully I was able to hold on and, and to do that. I mean, it's nothing really like super fast, you know, considering like some people do, you know, four minute, five minute miles. But, um, for me kind of going into it was, it was encouraging just, just to know that, you know, I was feeling okay. And I really haven't felt like that in months running. Mm. So, um, what was it like the, the final, like 400 yards when you can, you can see that finish Yeah, and, and surf city is notorious for being so loud. Yeah. Um, the, the crowds are massive. I mean, there's thousands of spectators, um, in that last quarter mile. Um, the, the announcers are so great at announcing everyone in there's mm. music. I mean, they have a massive celebration garden after what was that like? For you, the last 400 yards feeling so good and a just, totally unexpected day for you. Yeah, I just felt like I was Kipchoge, to be honest. <laughs> 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 that 400 yard, last 400 yards, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I wasn't really thinking about anything. Just, you know, you just want to get past the, the finish lines. You can can walk and grab a banana and some chocolate milk. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I think overall it was, it was encouraging and... 
I think just going back to, you know, these past few months of not really being able to train, I guess, like you would want me to if you were training me for a marathon mm-hmm. uh, and really kind of, I mean, I did put in mileage probably that I was, I've never really done before leading well, we, up to we, a half marathon. We talked about how consistent you were. Yeah, it was more consistency than... Mm-hmm then like the workouts of themselves mm-hmm. weren't very intense or, you know, it was just kind of showing up and putting in some miles and, um, they were slow, but, uh, you know, I definitely put in that time that I, I wouldn't necessarily have done before these, these races. Um, I would try to get away with as little of, you know, running as I could and, and still try to like, you know, complete it. Um, so I think that helped just getting out there when you told me, Hey, you need to go run eight today, or you need to go run six. doesn't have to be fast. Just get them done. Um, and then, you know, just showing up really, uh, helped that. And, um, and even though, you know, going all those miles leading up to Sunday that I never felt good in, like, and they were slow for me, like just, um, I don't know, there was something about it once I got to the race and I didn't necessarily have that mental thing of like, I, I can just run these slow. Like I'm just actually going to push myself. And I felt, felt good. I think part of it was because I was just going so slow for so long. And, you know, now it was like, oh, I can kind of mm-hmm. rev the engine a little bit more and, and push mm-hmm. myself and I felt good. So, well, we could dive into a little bit of that because <clears throat> there is something to be said about training at the right paces. And, yeah. um, there is benefit in doing more heart rate training which builds your um, capacity. So you're building this aerobic capacity, this aerobic base, which then allows you to handle intense workouts better. Yeah. And so there are some athletes that totally adhere to like all their training is is on is just in the aerobic base, but then they can totally hammer really hard workouts or faster races because their aerobic capacity is so massive. So yeah. um, there's a science behind that. It works. It's not everyone's favorite kind of training, but I knew for you with what you were going through, the goal was to keep your body out of the stress zone. Yeah. Your body's working so hard to heal itself. It's it's trying to manage the pain um, and the discomfort that you're feeling. And so when you further stress it out every day or every other day doing these workouts, um, it's difficult mentally and physically to continue moving forward mm. and and grow. Yeah. And so a lot of what I was trying to do with you in, in the past few months is how can I keep you showing up and doing something every day? Because at the end of the day, fitness is fitness. Yeah. You know, yes, there are specific workouts that are going to make you faster. You're going to break your PBs. You're just going to be better. There are all these things. You're working on your VO2 max and your anaerobic power, all, all of it. However, you cannot, um, there is no mistake that work is work. Mm -hmm. And when you put work in, great things happen. And you're always going to be better than what you thought you were. And even when you are in a place where you're like, all right, I'm coming back from injury or I'm feeling uncomfortable or dealing with something like what you're dealing with, it's really easy just to be in a negative state of mind Mm -hmm. and think, why am I doing this? Um, I'm just going to do it later or an oh woes me type thing when in reality your work is was never in vain mm-hmm. and you proved that in the half marathon i mean you finished in a 150 that is the fastest you've ever run 
Surf City. Yeah. And you surprised yourself. And we had a conversation about that after the race. You were like, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was too. I was like, dude, you ran the last like two, three miles in sub eight. Yeah. Like your overall average time was like 824 for the whole 13 miles. There is nowhere in your training program where you ever did that. Nope. However, as I said in the last episode, it's very clear, visibly clear, that you are fitter, you're more toned, you're stronger. Mm -hmm. Mentally, you have a little bit more confidence, all while dealing with some discomfort. But the work you put in was valuable. Mm -hmm. And the fitness was there. And this was the first time, I'd say probably in a couple years, that you have consistently trained within a program. Yeah. And that's what happens. Now, if you are, you know, an, an elite, more advanced athlete, it's a lot harder to get big gains. Yep. You know, you have to do it's it's you're looking for every little edge, every little thing to take the, that minute off, the couple seconds off. If you're already like fit and totally. and you've been training consistently for a while, I mean, we see this in across all professional sports, right? Like everyone's looking for that edge, and 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 so it's little tiny gains that they're making. Yeah. But anytime you take an athlete. And they are coming into the first time of consistency, coming into the first time doing a training program, um, really getting back on track with fitness. The gains are going to feel huge. Yep. They're, they're, and, and I think that's what's so wonderful is like that's where the big burst of, of confidence comes in, where then people realize, wait a minute, like I can do this. Like I can keep moving forward. And then hope is built up. Well, wait, what else can I do? What else am I capable of? And I think that's that's so important to hold on to that and understand that. And you are such a great example of that because just in our podcast last week, there was no indication that you would have run what you did Right. Um, on Saturday. For right. you, it was like, I just want to get through and do the thing. Yep. And, you know, hopefully I can keep a 930 average pace for the whole thing. Um, but now as we come to be six weeks out from the marathon, it's really exciting to think that wait a minute, I am stronger than I thought I was. Yeah. I am. This this buildup is actually a genuine buildup. Mm. And where you were in October, um, you've come leaps and bounds yeah. since then. And so you came back. We had a really good, I, I made you a nice celebratory uh, lunch. You sat down at the table and you said, did you want me to do more miles? And, um, which I was impressed that you even brought it up because sometimes when we don't want to do something, yeah. we make sure not to bring it up, but you took a little nap, you ate some good food and the rain was coming down and the wind was whipping and you took yourself to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'd love for it to be a 16 mile day. I need you to get to 16 miles. This is the point in your plan where I need you to be at 16 miles. Yeah. And so, um, what was that like for you? Not going to lie. Those three <laughs> slow miles. <laughs> At night, we're harder than the half marathon. That was <laughs> that was difficult. Ain't that the truth? Yes, that was difficult. But I'll tell you what, Eddie, it is in the marathon that between miles 16 and 18, many people hit the wall. Yeah. That's when the aches and pains and the hips and the back and the lower legs really start hurting. Mm -hmm. That's when the paces start slowing. That's when we start asking ourselves, why did I sign up for this race? Uh, why do I feel so terrible? Um, I can't believe I ha still have 10.2 miles to go. Yeah. Um, and so I think that allowing you to feel that 
allowing you, it, it's a lot harder to be in recovery mode and then head back out to do the three miles. Mm-hmm. Had you just finished the race and I said, hey, like go do a, a mile and a half out and back, yeah, you know, yeah. run a mile and a half out, come a mile and a half back, back to the finish line. Mm-hmm. That probably would have been easier for you because your yeah. body was warmed up. You were on a high, you felt good. But um, splitting it up like that was actually a, a great challenge. And so I'm really glad you got that in because we got the 16 miles in for the day, which is historically the most miles you've ever run in a single day. Yeah. No, it was very, very weird because usually when I run the Surf City Half Marathon, I won't run for another like four or five weeks after that. Like I check that off the list and it gives me an excuse to kind of <laughs> kind of be lazy. So this was mentally like a, a huge shift for me to, to, you know, to go back out that night and to run some more miles. So yeah, that was pretty, pretty big. <laughs> and we trained you right through. See, Eddie actually did some workouts the week of the race, which if you were in taper mode for the LA Marathon, I wouldn't have given you those workouts. So um, you were doing strides, you were doing mile repeats. I mean, you you did not taper for the half marathon. So I think yeah. that is another point that's important for you to, to um, understand is imagine if you were fully rested and tapered, Yeah, um, you would have ran even faster. You would have had a little bit more in the tank. So I think that, um, we're on a good track and, you know, there, we're not, um, in recovery mode this week. Um, you I did have you take yesterday off. I felt that was really important, especially because you ran the biggest miles. Monday is always that option for you too. You can either cross train or you can kick the legs up and, um, just really enjoy that day. And I know it's a heavy work day for you on Mondays. So, but today you are, you're back at it. Um, we got six miles, you got some strides to do. We got some knee strengthening that you'll be doing today. Um, but you are right back into training mode. Yep. I do want to mention too, that it might be helpful for other people that for me, I've always been, you know, in these half marathons that I've done, I've always, um, I've never had a nutrition strategy. Just, I've just kind of, I never have. And so I'll just grab water when I think I need it, or I'll grab a random, you know, whoever the sponsor is for the gels, I'll just grab one of those. And that's proved before to not be a good idea because some of that stuff doesn't sit well with my stomach. And, um, so I just kind of have never, ever had it dialed in, in terms of a strategy. So you told me to do that, you know, time wise or mileage wise. And I decided to do it every, um, like three miles. Uh, so that was a first that I've ever, ever done something like that. So taking a gel 15 minutes before, and then three miles in six miles in, nine miles in, um, even though I did not want to eat, uh, I, I just trusted what you were telling me to do. And so I did that. And, um, and then also every time there was Gatorade was a sponsor. So every time there's an electrolyte drink offered, I took it. Um, even though I didn't feel like I necessarily needed, I would at least sip a little bit of it or drink the whole thing, whatever, um, every single time that was offered to me. So, uh, that might've helped me feel pretty good too. Um, because like I said, I've never, ever done that before. It was just kind of like, eh, whatever, that, that sounds good. I'll take one of those or no, I'm good. Or, but to force myself to be on top of that, you know, cause those go gels are a hundred calories each and like 24 like grams of, um, carbs. protein or carbs, right? Carbs. Yeah. Um, you know, so doing that, I think really, really attributed to me feeling pretty good too. So absolutely. And I think you, you brought up a really great point 
that we all have to remember rarely do you feel like taking sports nutrition in especially as the miles click off as you get closer to the finish line your system feels disrupted it's tired it's done pounding Mm -hmm. um the weather sometimes dictates how you're feeling i warned you the night before i said so often when it's cold and rainy that is actually when we get the most dehydrated Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to know, oh yeah, I need to drink electrolytes and water when it's hot. So we're all over that. But it's very easy to not drink at all in the winter when it's cold. Mm -hmm. And so we can lose track of how that's actually making us feel. When you're depleted of electrolytes, all kinds of things happen. You can feel nauseous. um, You can start to get the chills because you're so dehydrated. Um, It can affect your um your brain the way that you focus Mm -hmm. you can start cramping there's a lot of things that lead up to that your ability to push in those last few miles and drop into that sub eight was because you had fuel to do it yeah and that's the way you have to think about it i don't feel like it my stomach doesn't want it of course you're not hungry you're not like gee what else can i eat right now it's i i need to keep moving you need fuel in order to reach your goals. Mm -hmm. And if you want to feel good in those final miles, calories are the way to go. You have to look at it as fuel. This isn't your daily nutrition calories for the day. This is my rocket fuel that's going to make me strong, that's going to help me get that time, that's going to give me the best chance at finishing strong. And you nailed it. You did it exactly as I asked you to do. Wow, you're way more coachable than I thought. Told you, I am. (laughs) Told you. (laughs) But wow, I'm just so proud of you because I just feel like there's so many takeaways um, from this that we can all relate to Mm -hmm. and that we can glean from. Because I I know personally coming from a, a more competitive mindset background no you're very you have a very competitive mindset but you know what i mean it's like it's it's easy to think that as um pro or elite athletes you you can look at what they're doing and just think well that's all of that's easy for them Mm -hmm. because that's what they do for a living and they do it so fast and they have that all dialed in and um but the reality is we all deal with the same stuff I mean, we all have to be on top of that stuff. This has nothing to do with your pace. Yeah. Um, and so at whether you are in the front, the middle, or the very, very back of the pack, we all have to manage the same things. We have to manage the weather, our, our nutrition, our electrolytes, and our hydration, our pace, and how we talk to ourselves in our head, what we believe of ourselves. And the the truth is is if you stay positive you stay hopeful and you keep working to get to that finish line in the most positive strongest way you're going to blow yourself away and i think that you know again just highlighting um there was no indication in your training that you would have run that pace but because of the consistent work and your overall fitness um you were able to hammer out there and and you nailed your nutrition and you were you know, you, you kept that strong mindset. And when you turn that corner into the headwind to go uphill, you stepped on the gas. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that alone, even if you feel good, when you start going up a hill into headwind, you're like, this stinks. Mm -hmm. I talked to runners after the race who said that, 
You know, they were disappointed that it was so windy. Yeah. I, when you finish is when the wind, I, I think like half after, half hour, hour after that is when the storm really started yeah. to come in and, and, and pick up. Like, I was so glad that you didn't have like the, cause I think it got up to like 30 mile per hour wind later, at, yeah. at later in the day. Um, but you still had, you know, some pretty bad wind to work with. And for some people out there that would, that ruined the race. Mm -hmm. So that is a mindset. You're either going to let that weather ruin your race, or you're going to say, Hey, everyone out here is dealing with it. And I'm going to deal with it the best. Yeah. I'm going to be the best at dealing with this, um, this unexpected wind. So I think that you were able to run your fastest miles because you believed you could. Yep. Yep. So. And I had a pretty good coach. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It was the coaching. Let's be honest. Oh, geez. I wasn't even there to to <laughs> holler you into the finish line. I was circling the neighborhood, but um, it was fun. Uh, big shout out to the Choose Strong community and everyone that came up to me after the race and, yeah, and to Eddie. Cool. It was really fun to see you guys out there um, in your yellow, um, yelling out Choose Strong along yep. um, along the coast. Uh, we had several people pointing their ears saying, I'm listening to you right now That's cool. um, with big smiles on your face. I can't tell you enough how much that means to Eddie and I, um, and we just really loved meeting you. I got a few pictures and some hugs with with people, which we reposted on our our socials. But I'll tell you what, the community is the best part of yep. these races, and um, Eddie was especially grateful for all the well wishes and the kindness and the cheering that that, yep. um, that he felt in the lead up to the race. So thank you so much. Yes, thank and you. And we want to go ahead and wrap up um, this episode um, just with a, a solid word of encouragement to you. Whatever goal that you are working toward, and whether it's it's on the race course or not, um, whether it's in in your your fitness, in relationships, um, in in your career, in school. Shout out to all our high school and college kids that listen to us. I want you to know that Eddie and I are in your corner, but so is this entire massive Choose Strong community, the a community that's building. It's the strongest community around. Make sure you join us on Facebook if you have not already. We're nearing that ten thousand. Um, uh, wow, 10,000 uh, people are in there. Yeah. Um, we're nearing that that number and we're super excited about it. But one thing that Eddie and I are also, we have our eyes on, we just can't believe it because this is episode 47. Yes. But we are very soon going to hit 1 million downloads in just a um, a short time. And that we really, is nutty. We really have you to thank for that. But um, the, the best thing about that is that we're getting across just a strong, encouraging message to so many people. And that just uh, really warms our hearts and encourages us to keep on going. And so um, if you are still running right now, make sure you get that nutrition in, those, that mm -hmm. hydration in. Mm -hmm. um, we are so proud of you. Um, Coach Sally is cheering for you. Remember, every step you take, it matters. And just like Eddie did, um, you know, the, he had to take very, very, very patient, slow building steps um, over the course of the last 15 weeks and um, just blew himself away. It was the consistency and the strong mindset that um, allowed him to do what he did on Sunday. So, um, we didn't have any intense workouts. We didn't have any gnarly training weeks. It was just showing up every day and doing the work. Yep. And I'll tell you what, you guys, you can do that too. If Eddie can do it, you can do it. That's really it, what it's about. You show up for your goals. You put the work in. Nothing nothing great comes just overnight. It's the consistent work that you put in every day. It's you believing that what you're doing matters, that it's valuable, that no one else can do it for you. And we just cannot say that 
that enough. We'll continue to say it. Um, keep choosing strong in all that you do.